Welcome to the Nopalera podcast, a place where I share the journey of building my company from the ground up, as well as the stories of others in our community. I am your host, Sandra Velasquez, founder of Nopalera, a culture-forward brand that celebrates and elevates culture. Aside from making great products, we are cultural storytellers with a mission to inspire our community to stand in their worth. In this podcast, you will hear a mix of solo and guest episodes around the entrepreneurial realities of building a company. I launched Nopalera from my Brooklyn apartment with no outside funding while working three jobs, raising my child in the middle of the pandemic at the age of 44. Thank you for joining me on this journey. I hope it inspires you to live boldly. Hey, hey, amigos. ¿Cómo estamos? Today's episode is all about money, dinero, specifically launching without funding. Bootstrapping does not mean you have no money. It just means you don't have outside money. I would say the main thing that stops a lot of founders from following their business idea is money or the lack of it. The fear of how much they will need. How much do you actually need to start a brand? If you ask people this question, you will get all sorts of answers because there actually is no right answer. There is no one answer. What about the fear of debt? This is real for many of us who grew up with scarcity around money. Owing people money can feel dangerous and detrimental to our financial health. I've personally been carrying my student loan debt around for 20 years, and it feels like the shadow that follows me around. So I, believe me, I get it. And what about the fear of actually making money and feeling disconnected from your roots? You know, like, can you still be Jenny from the block? <laughs> Will you allow yourself to out-earn your parents and friends? Like, what if your business is wildly successful? Do you know how to manage that kind of money? I want to go more in-depth about money mindset in a future episode. Today, I want to focus on two things. I want to share my story of how I bootstrapped the launch of Nopalera and also the different types of funding that are out there. If you are thinking of starting a product-based business and you are worrying about not having enough money to start... I want to recommend sitting down and calculating how much you will need and what it's for. Work from concrete numbers. If you've been following my journey, either on socials or via my private newsletter, you know that I've been very transparent about how I bootstrap Nopalera. Obviously, it depends on the type of product you are making, right? Some product types require co-packers right out of the gate. I should state that my reason for wanting to create a brand was out of a burning desire to change my life. I think it's important to state that because if you're currently really comfortable with your job, your quality of life, you already have a car and a house, I can see why you may not be incentivized to spend more money on launching a brand. In my case, it was create a successful brand or stay exactly as I was, meaning no money in a crappy apartment in Brooklyn on a dirty, busy street. For me, it was do or die. And to be honest, when I see people who already have money and they decide to start a brand, it's hard for me to relate. Maybe one day I will be able to relate to that. But for me, bootstrapping was the only way because my credit score made me unloanable. When I hear about brands raising money from family and friends, I can also not relate to that because no one in my family has money and neither do my friends. So how did I do it? I had a full-time job, a part-time job, and I taught classes at night. It was exhausting, but I really didn't have any other options and I knew it was going to be temporary. Plus, it was the pandemic, so there was nothing else to do except work. I didn't go out, I didn't spend money on having fun, but I also didn't see it as a sacrifice. I saw it as a priority. So side note, I actually hate the word sacrifice. <laughs> Blame it on my Catholic school upbringing. 
I choose to reframe what people call sacrifices as simply prioritizing what you really want. Like what is really important? What is really, really important? What do you really, really want? So I sat down and I priced everything out, literally everything, ingredients, packaging, branding, the website. I figured out how I could spread out the payments because I did not have all of this money up front. I had actually no savings, you guys, all right? And so I paid for things in small increments over the course of a year. I ordered the smallest quantities possible, like a 1,000 of each box. And you know that when you order small quantities from suppliers, the cost per unit is higher. And I knew that that was temporary too. So I also asked my suppliers where the price breaks were so I knew what my COGS would be once I scaled. That's important for all of you out there that are starting small, you know, and you're ordering small quantities. You should always be asking your suppliers, like, what are the price breaks? How much do I have to order to reduce the cost per unit? That's just a side note. I did payment plans whenever possible. I used my personal Amex to buy components, like jars and lids, so that I could pay it off later in increments. And I started hella small and in my house. I made 100 bars of each soap to start. And I only launched with five SKUs. And honestly, that's kind of a lot. If you can launch with less, please do so. Don't think that because you have more products, you will make more money. Really, really think long term. If you launch with 11 SKUs, what are you going to do in year two? And what are you going to do in year three? Right? You have to pace yourself. So start small, stay focused, do the math. I did not have all the money at once, and you don't have to. You don't have to. In fact, I have seen some people who do have all the money up front, and they don't succeed. And that's proof that having money does not guarantee that you will succeed. You still have to have a good product that is for someone and is solving a problem. So now that I'm in year two, I've started looking at other sources of funding in order to scale, right? Because we have to make larger quantities to meet demand. Um, and, you know, our operating costs have gone up because we have, it's not just me doing everything, right? I have employees now. So here are some other options to consider when you're looking for, for funding. So number one, a line of credit or a bank loan. For me, this is still a no-go because I have, you know, um, my student loan debt and so my credit score is not great. So I still cannot get a, like a traditional bank loan, but maybe you can. So that's one option. Number two, inventory financing. I'm going to list some other companies, uh, you know, in the show notes, but just a few. Here is SMBX. They do like business bond loaning. There is Emberco. There's Kickfurther. There is Settle. There is Circle Up, Assembled Brands, and some of these are going to have different, you know, needs from you. So you're going to have to have, you know, your stuff together. You're going to have to have financials. You're going to have to be able to show, you know, what your business is, right? And then number three, obviously credit cards. You know, always don't be shy. Ask for an increase. I'm always asking Amex for an increase. Um, and you want to have a business credit card if possible so that you can start to build business credit. So it's not like under your personal name. And then lastly, you know, venture capitalists, right? So this is an option, you know, or for this option, you have to have certain things in place. You will need to have a deck that outlines your vision, the size of the market, what is the problem that your product is solving, how is your, how is your product the solution, what is your competition, what's the, like, the competitive landscape, and how are you different from what's out there, what is your go-to market business model, like what is your roadmap? Where are you trying to sell this product, right? And to whom? And then, you know, your financials, um, any kind of traction that you've had. 
um, your roadmap, your, you know, what are you trying to do in the next one year, three years, five years? And then obviously, what are you going to use the money for? If someone does lend you money, you need to tell them exactly what it's for. And then lastly, who's on your team? You know, they want to know that you have a solid team, that they know what they're doing. Um, and honestly, even if you don't try to go after venture capitalist money, you can still do this exercise for yourself because I do think that it's good to be able to articulate these points. You do want to have a plan, a roadmap. What is your business doing in a year, in three years? Um, you know, Who are you, the key retailers that you're going to be partnering with or that you want to partner with, et cetera? So that's really important to show that you have like a really long-term vision. So I also want to restate that you do not need to have all the money to begin. So please don't get caught in analysis paralysis. Sit down and write it all out and sit with the numbers. Oftentimes, we're just scared of numbers because they are bigger than anything we've ever seen or had. Don't be scared of numbers. They're just numbers. And remember, there are millions of people in this world, and there is plenty of money out there. There are people out there that have money that they don't even know where to invest in, okay? Literally. So once you decide and commit to building your brand and you take the first step, you will see that the road will open up. Visit nopalera.co to pick up your favorite self-care items for yourself and your friends. Join our mailing list to be the first to hear about new product launches and exclusive promotions. Follow us on IG at nopalera.co. Stay resilient.